0: This is the Macho Dad, Poppy Savage podcast. Uh, this is my my friend here, my brother Hartley. And uh, why we started this podcast? Well, you know, we both have our experiences as fathers and as Spartan racers and as people who have ventured into the world of fitness, maybe later years in our lives. And for me, at least, I can say they're there are lessons that I learned along the way, some of them difficult, hard lessons, but uh, the whole purpose of the podcast is to, to share that information, maybe help anyone who is uh, a father and also trying to be fit and healthy and live a life that allows them to have longevity so they could be there for their loved ones, especially their kids. And so I actually met Hartley Spartan Racing you know, we, we we met, uh and when I started Spartan racing, I, I didn't really have an athletic background. I didn't uh play sports in high school, uh no organized sports as a child really. So when I got into it, uh I just kinda went balls to the wall, you know, kinda like a, a macho complex, making making up for the chip I had on my shoulder. And uh I just toughed it out. I learned some things along the way from people I met, like Hartley, and uh, yeah, we, we traveled together. We, uh, we planned races together, and uh, I got pretty banged up along the way. I got banged up, had to learn how to rehab, had to learn how to train differently, had to learn how to correct muscle imbalances, had to learn proper running form, had to learn how to weight lift, to strengthen certain areas of my body that I had not before. And so hopefully a lot of that is what I'll be able to share with you guys along with what I've learned about being a father recently. So, and uh, as I said, Hartley will do the same. And maybe, just maybe, you know, there'll be some laughs along the way. (laughs) Maybe. But, um, yeah, I, uh, why macho dad, poppy, savage? I mean, because always got to stay macho. And uh, on my good days, the ladies call me poppy. And uh, I'm a dad. And I like to think that I have my moments where I'm a, I'm a motherfucking savage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, we all got to be savage, man. You got to civilize the mind and savage the body, you know? Men got to be men. So well, my friend, I guess so people can get to know us here a little better uh what's uh what's your what's your well you should you should talk about your your Spartan race experience a little bit here because you know my friend here he's uh he's a juggernaut he's known as the juggernaut uh o c r he's got a record he's got the record for the most trifectas he's uh and it's a big deal honestly and I'll say it for him because you know maybe he may not want to say it all for himself but for somebody to work as much as he does and you know have to balance that out with the travel and the the physical demand on the body that it takes to do what he did it's it's a lot so but uh I mean Maybe he'll tell you a little bit about uh, what it is exactly that he did and and, and what it means. You, you want to tell them, Harley? Uh. Hey, guys.
1: Yeah, we got a little technical difficulties in the mic, but hey. Um, yeah, my name is Hartley. I started racing like eight years ago. and met this guy, and we've just been bros ever since. We've experienced a lot, grown a lot, both. I have kids, like you said. And we decided we want to share our experiences with the world. You know, in life, sometimes you meet people that change your life. This guy, he changed my life. You know, that's so why I'm getting, you know, I was a little, little teary eyed or something because, like, you know, not very often you meet real people. This dude is real. <laughs> You'll find out soon enough. But, you know, I just want to just share experiences and
0: talk about life. So, you know, my friend's being modest here, but uh, how, many, how many trifectas do you have, Hartley, total?
1: 104.
0: 104 trifectas. So, for, for you guys to understand what that is, is the Spartan Race, which is the obstacle course racing uh, organization. And there have been others. You know, we had, I think there was Battle Frog at one point. You had the, the superhero Dash, I think it was. was the Warrior Dash. Warrior Dash. There was a superhero one too though. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was. There was. They had that. Uh, Savage. But Savage Race. Uh, Tough Mudder. Rugged Maniac. Yeah, a bunch of um, One of the men's fitness magazines had one as well. I think it was called the... Uh, I forget the name of it.
1: I That was before my time, right?
0: Well... There have been a lot, but Spartan Race is the one that has endured, has actually bought out some of the other companies, and they have, in their basic structure, they had three distances. They had the Sprint, they had the Super, and they had the Beast, and theoretically, now it's actually, in the past, theoretically, the Sprint was three miles, the Super was somewhere between six and nine, and the Beast was somewhere between 12 and 16, Now they're structured and the distances are supposedly fixed and they're always the same. So a trifecta, one trifecta is completing three of those distances and that's one trifecta. To understand, not every weekend at a Spartan race has all of these races. So usually, at least when we started, If you went on a weekend, you were doing a sprint weekend. Another weekend would be a super weekend. Another weekend would be a beast weekend. So to have 104 of these, theoretically, could be 104 weekends. Um, You know, as the race progressed, they started doing these events. They call trifecta weekends where they'd offer all three. But that still doesn't take away from the difficulty of the task because what that means is you're doing all three distances in one weekend. And, you know, no matter how it's done, that is difficult. A lot of those, you're going up mountains, you're hiking, it takes a toll on your legs, uh, it takes a toll on your hands because you're gripping things. Sometimes you have tears. And so he's done 104 trifectas. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. And 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 he's quite the Iron Man because to be able to do that and keep doing it, like I said, I actually had to tap out of the, uh, the, Spartan, worlds, the Spartan race world because of... Uh, I hurt my back, uh, hips, a bunch of things that happen. Um, But hopefully now we know, you know, we're going to do, you guys do things differently. You don't want to jump into doing these types of events without proper training. Everything should be structured, you know, any type of training you do, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's training for a half marathon. There's always load management, you know, there's always your prehab. People always talk about rehab. There's something called prehab, where you do you know, certain exercises to strengthen the muscle groups that many people don't pay much attention to. Like, for example, your hip abductors and adductors. It's an important thing. Uh, I don't know, you heard of the guy, knees over toes guy? Uh, that, that, that guy, is, uh, he's got a lot of good information. So, you know, people... I would encourage people to check that out. Knees over toes guy, you know. One of the basic things he did that I found very helpful for myself is he talks about walking backward. I mean, there's a lot of information he offers, but that's simple. It seems like, you know, like something that that, that one may think is ridiculous, but the impact of walking backward and what that does for the stabilizer muscles in your legs and your knees and, and, and everything, it it's 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 uh it's 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 significant, so, but um, just so you guys get to know us better, I like beer, if I'm drinking something that's not, you know, I I try not to drink a lot of sugar, right, I'm trying to be healthy over here, there are a lot of changes I've made, but I I gave up sugary stuff a while back, so if it's not an energy drink and it's not water, uh, and I'm, you know, trying to unwind, I have a beer, I like a good IPA. No corona here, no no Bud Light. Even, you know, based on current events, <laughs> no coors light, uh no uh you know, none of that. You know, I like a good IPA. Um around where I'm at, they got the Wolf and Warrior Brewing. They have the best car steer steel uh IPA, that's pretty good. Um Deviant Dale, it's good from Oscar Blues well, some of the IPAs that I enjoy drinking As since you know I got the Macho Man shirt you know you got Stone Cold Steve Austin he does a beer he's got the uh, the Broken Skull IPA that's actually uh, that's a good beer also well, what do you what do you like to have my friend? Uh, your beverages well besides
1: touring California brewers with you um, uh, I like a scotch single malt yeah Every once in a while you need a poor one, just relax, yeah, nothing crazy. I mean, that's what we do
0: yeah. I, I I like my bourbon. if we're talking about the hard stuff, I like the bourbon it's uh I guess it's my way of saying I'm patriotic <laughs> <laughs> uh but um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. we gotta do some rapid fire questions here, Hartley. You got to do some rapid All fire. right, so we're going to do some rapid fire so you get to know us both. But uh, So I'll do the rapid fire first. Rapid fire is supposed to be quick, right? So I, I told you guys kind of like my favorite drink already. I said I like a good IPA. Uh, hard stuff, bourbon. Favorite movie, Forrest Gump. Uh, favorite finger food, Chicken Wings. Uh, favorite workout pump out, pump up song. So... Yeah, so many. Um, I'm going to say right now it's Knights of Sidonia. I feel like that song always gets me pumped up, especially once it gets to a certain point. Sometimes I let the song play out till it gets to that point, and I'll go for that one rep max. And by the way, so you all know the Joker said that in their last reps, people show you who they really are. Okay. Uh, that's the way I like to think of that line in that movie. Uh November Rain from Guns N' Roses are always by Bon Jovi. I'm gonna go November Rain with uh by Guns N' Roses because you know you can't you can't downplay Slash Slash and his guitar solo on that. That's uh that's great. And they got a concert coming up too. Yeah, I I would like to go to that. We'll see about that. Favorite sport to watch oh man combat sports i like combat sports i like football soccer i enjoy soccer but uh when it's the tournaments well football we call it football football. yes it is and it makes sense right like why do we call american football football the only guy that uses the foot is the punter and the kicker right (laughs) everyone else is using their hands you know but they who knows they call handball handball and they're smacking the ball. They should call handball smackball, and they should call football handball, you know, but Hey, I didn't give the names to these. So, uh, hero who's my hero. Oh man, I'm trying to, this is rough right now. I'm going to say is my uncle, my, my uncle Carlos. That's, that's my hero. Uh, Oh my God! This is this is not a PG question, man. Look at this. Can you look at that? This is your facial expression. You can... <laughs> favorite favorite porn star. I mean, I'm not. Listen, I'm not an angel. I've watched porn. All right. Most men have, and those that say they don't, they're full of shit. So, uh, as long you know, we don't want to do it too much, though. We'll talk about that. Porn is bad, okay? I'm just but, producer. But if you do watch it, I like Esperanza Gomez, but you know, vintage Esperanza Gomez, like from 2009, 2010, 2011. Uh, I, I don't know <laughs> about what she years. does now <laughs> and uh, the quality of all that. But the past, great. I'm, I'm not, I feel bad. I feel like I'm saying bad things about what she may do now. She might do great things now. I, I, I don't really know though. I wouldn't know. Uh, best vacation destination man I think the best place I've been this is rough I've been I've been to some places I, 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 I've been pretty fortunate for uh, you know a kid that, that had humble beginnings but uh, I really like Hawaii man I like Maui 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 yeah Maui's I don't know there's, there's something about that place and uh, that's me that's my rapid fire so Hartley your rapid fire go
1: I'm Just a producer, so I'm just gonna try to help out. Uh, favorite drink? Hmm. Well, we already did that, right? You said the scotch, yeah. We always say scotch. So, yeah, favorite movie, man. I'd say Wedding Crashers, that was a good one. I always want to do that one day. let crash some weddings, yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, Finger Food, uh, I mean, this cheeseburger consider finger food I mean yeah I, you know okay finger food favorite single serve S- skip that one Just favorite workout pump song jeez man uh I would say what's that song is it, is it fallout boy legends or the one that says you'll remember me I'm I know I'm gonna remember get killed
0: name? huh remember the name
1: no 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 it's like you will remember me you that will for,
0: remember me.
1: For centuries? Oh, for centuries. centuries, yeah. No, it's,
0: it's Fall Out Boy, yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. I was going to get killed by people. <laughs> yeah, that's... All right, yeah, that's a
0: good You know,
1: when game. you're like that. running that last mile, long run, and you're like, yeah, all right. Let's go. Um, favorite sport? Uh, I mean, to watch on TV, I would say... I say track and feel because you know from Jamaica so I I like to see people running (laughs) and uh, to actually do I'd say OCR that's my thing Uh, my hero it's my dad he (sighs) never really always got along but he showed me love without saying it and that says a lot Um, I'm just going to skip this other question. (laughs) Favorite destination I would say would be Greece. I love Greece. I mean, Hawaii is great
0: too. And Jamaica is nice. Yeah. I love Greece. Well, I have not been to Greece, so hopefully I will go there someday but uh, that's definitely on my list. And I I realized I didn't answer one of these questions. A favorite sport, my favorite sport, I gave you guys like three, I didn't say one. So I'm gonna say right now it's American football. To watch. Yeah, to watch. I'm gonna call it my favorite sport because it's, the significant games for me happen more often. So it's just something I watch more frequently and I'm probably more excited about more often soccer it's really the world cup i'm very excited about though the women's world cup why i yes the women's world cup i do like watching the women's world cup alex morgan it's always nice um, yeah alex morgan's uh she's julie urts they're they're talented and they're nice to look at you know (laughs) uh you know the i forget her name though there was a player that i really enjoyed watching she was like talented from US team Yeah, the US women's team. I think his, her name was her last name was Heath. You got to like Google this. Oh man, what was her name? I'm going to look it up. Yeah, Tobin Heath. Man, Tobin Heath. And you know what it is for me honestly when a woman is like that like she's got like that swag and that physical prowess, I find that attractive. So, I even find her attractive, man. Like, I saw her play, she scored some goals, man. She's uh, Sorry it's a person. shame she's not playing right now. I don't you think she, hmm? you
1: saw her in person,
0: no, not in person. Just when I watched the last oh. women's world cup, like, yeah. she's just an impressive, she's impressive, and she plays with intensity. Like, you see, she's like intense, you know, yeah, with aggression. But uh, So I'm exi- excited about watching the Women's World Cup. I think that's like on July 20th, right? I think it starts on July 20th. And uh, yeah, and then we got the U.S. men's national team, which they're, they'll do good if they get rid of their coach because their coach sucks. Yes, I said it. Burhalter sucks, <laughs> all right? You know, people want to say, oh, yeah, the U.S. team has, you know, now, recently, been dominating Mexico and blah blah blah. That's because we have a talented team because the soccer program improved and we have young players that actually play in Europe now, more so than I think they did before. Uh, you know, so if you have more talent, yes, you're going to do better. So it's to me, it's not the coach. I look at the the World Cup lineup; it was ridiculous. You know, he didn't yeah. start Giovanni Reyna. He did not bring Ricardo Pepe. You know, you, back then, like just. Players I can name off to my, the top of my head that should be playing like Weston McKinney. Uh, you have Christian Pulisic. You have Giovanni Reyna. You have Brendan Aronson, I think it is a good player. Uh, Tim Weah. A lot of these guys were not on the field together. Giovanni Reyna was like non-existent during the World Cup. You know, you got a guy who could like get through, you know, and take three defenders and you're not playing him it doesn't make sense you know so yeah but yep. uh, but but they're in there they're invited to the uh, the Copa America which is good because they will get to you know Copa America they'll get to test themselves against the the teams in the CONMEBOL I think it's called the South American teams CONCACAF oh, is going on right now Yeah CONCACAFs going on right now but that's you know the the, the 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 CONCACAF. The quality of football is not the same. You know, the the top teams are in really Europe and South America. You know, so to have the USA be invited to that and to participate and to be able to see how they measure up against those teams, that will be interesting. And that's going to come this no well, not not this summer. I think it's next summer, summer twenty twenty four. So that'll that's be. Perfect.
1: Now got the Women's World Cup, yeah, 19th, exactly.
0: Yeah, the Women's World Cup. Thank you for letting me know. That's July 20th to August 20th. 20th. So. In Australia and New Zealand.
1: They're going down south. Oh,
0: yeah. They're going down under. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Macho Dad knows about yeah. going down under. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, Hartley, you, you, you know what a French kiss is? Uh,
1: uh,
0: yeah, if you know what a French kiss yeah, is. Yeah, from the French doing? people. No, but French kiss is, you know... You kiss, you got the tongue, right? Yeah. What's what's an Australian kiss? Oh, God. It's a French kiss down under. I know that's a corny dad joke, but or maybe it's not a dad joke because you don't say that to your kid until he's like past I a certain age. I've never heard that before in my life. Oh, well, there you go. I'm sure other people have heard it. Uh, but, um, yeah. So, that that's the sport. So, anyway... Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's our rapid fire. So... Things to talk about. Listen, we wanna talk about dads, you know. You're a dad, there are challenges we face. Unfortunately, you know, there are a lot of dads out there that give dads a bad name. That's that's a that's a it's a damn shame, you know, and and, and all the dads get thrown into that basket. You're a dad, Papa was a rolling stone, you know. I I saw this this meme the other day it's, it's a, it showed a picture of a mother's day dinner and it was like there was roses and there was like a steak and it was at a nice restaurant and then it showed a father's day dinner and it was a tv dinner <laughs> you know that that's, that's you know that, maybe maybe uh, not that I'm trying to I'm not it's not I hope it doesn't come across like I'm throwing myself a pity party but the reality is it seems like because so many dads do such a shitty job and because of a lot of what dads do isn't seen as this nurturing thing, uh, you know, we get, we get jumbled with those guys. And, you know, I, I looked at these cases. It's unfortunate, you know. You, you, a lot of the times when dads do make the news, and I guess this is the news in general, it's usually always negative, but when a dad makes the news, it's because he did something fucked up. <laughs> you got these cases, they report about these dads who leave their kids in the cars in the summer and they forget their kids, you you've heard about this? Uh-huh. Yeah, no man, this happens. I mean, it's it's really messed up. I mean, uh I'm going to tell you right now. Look, we got It's it's a stigma, you know, that fathers don't 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 have this care for their kids, you know, since uh Think what, there's this, this, this statistics Since 1988, Professor Diamond said about 440 children in the United States had died of heat stroke after being left in cars, mostly because of what he described as memory lapses. And unfortunately, these are the fathers, usually, most of the time. You know, so you got guys who do stuff like this. You know what's funny is I get so paranoid about this stuff because I, I think to myself, Jesus, the moment that I get out of the car, what if I just pass out? So I'm so paranoid I will not turn off my car until I get my son out. I won't do anything. Like I will crack the windows and I will not turn off my car until I get my son out. Because if let's say I happen to get out of my car and pass out after I close my door, what if I'm there and no one sees me? And my son is there on a 90 degree day. So, you know, I'd say that to dads. It's the little things like just make it an automatic thing. Like do not turn off your car until you get your child out of your car. That's,
1: that's crazy.
0: Because think about this. The dads who had the memory lapses, you can't have a memory lapse if you left your car running. So just don't turn off your car until you get your kid out of the car. All right. It's, it's that simple. Wow. Uh, hopefully that helps. Just mm-hmm. get that out there. All right. You got to stop dads from messing things up because you mess things up and you make things bad for everyone else and we don't need that. All right? Wow. I've never
1: uh, heard of that, man. Yeah, man.
0: Uh, look, case is here. Father whose infant twi- twins died in hot car and this guy avoids prison so it's like, you know, a lot of people oh. are calling for him to go to prison. I, you know, I'd have to look into what his defense was or, you know, but told the police that he forgot to drop the children at daycare before going to work.
1: What? So he drove to work.
0: He drove to office. work. He thought he dropped the kids off at daycare, I guess. I, I You know, I, I got to find the article. We could find it. We could look for it. If you want to look, Juan Rodriguez, um, wow. infant twins. Maybe you'll pull up an article, but like, you know, this is, this is unfortunately a thing that happens. Uh, it's like, that's why I say, you know, these simple cues, like, you know, just don't turn off your car till your kids are out. You know, if if Juan Rodriguez had not turned off his car because he just said to himself from the beginning, my kids are with me. I cannot turn off the car until my kids are out of the vehicle. Maybe that would have helped. Maybe. Who knows? Um, yeah, it's just Juan Rodriguez. Justin Ross Harris is another case of this. You know, another bad, uh, fatal distraction review parents go through the unthinkable there's a documentary about this actually
1: wow he's going eight hours man i don't know but my little guy was always with me and i didn't even think twice about it
0: yeah i mean listen i'm not here trying to pass judgment saying anything about these men in particular clearly you know it's a lapse it's a bad decision I, you know, people. I learned this a long time hardly. People say, like to say, I made a mistake. I, I try, and you know, there's this guy. He's a podcaster. He's a, a veteran. He's well known, Jocko Willing. He talks about taking uh, taking ownership of what we do, whether it's good or it's bad. And the reality is, people like throwing around the word mistake. A mistake is if I spill this here drink on the table, you know, that's a mistake. Let's say I put it down and and I I miscalculate where the edge of the table was and it falls. That's a mistake. I miscalculated. I wasn't looking. It's a mistake. But when I'm actively making a decision, just because the result of that decision isn't so great after, I don't get to call that a mistake. It was a bad decision.
1: Yeah, that's deliberate.
0: You know? It, It is what it is. So...
1: A lot of people not accountable these days. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people not accountable.
0: Yeah. Days. Then you, know, you got to be accountable. Gives
1: you excuses. They make excuses. People make excuses for other people, even when they didn't even think about making that excuse. Like, okay, oh, yeah, you're just struggling. But at the end of the day, it's like it's
0: I'm saying it is important to take ownership of the decisions you make. It will make you a better person. You gotta just take ownership. It's not always pleasant. It's not always great. It doesn't always feel good. But if a, you know, if doing the right thing was easy, everyone would be doing the right thing and if being a decent human being was easy, everyone would be a decent human being. You know, I, I used to work in schools, actually. Uh, you know, my, my undergrad is secondary ed and, I, you know, I don't remember the exact words and how I told this to kids, but, you know, kids get into a fight, kids do things that are destructive. I'd say, you know, that's easy. You know, what's harder, burning down a house or building a house? right so all the positive things are always more work but they're also what's more worthwhile because what happens to a burnt house nothing what happens in the house that's built the family grows in it there are memories things that you cherish everything that is worthwhile takes hard work that's just how it is so you know we'll talk about things like this in this podcast but (laughs) bringing it full circle dad's Don't turn off your car till your kids are out of the car. Crazy shit could happen. You could pass out as soon as you get out of the car. You never know. Like I I try to keep myself in general good health. You know, I uh, you know I had some friends. They they look fit. You know, I used to think probably you know ignorantly that oh you know to have a heart attack you have to be an overweight guy. But you know I learned that you know slim guys that run on tracks have heart attacks too. You could be slim, but if you know, you're eating a lot of visceral fats and you're, you, you develop plaque in your arteries. It's, uh, it happens, you know? So I try to cut down on, on uh, pork and red meat and stuff like that because I did a test and said my cholesterol was high. So check your cholesterol levels, you know? Keep your cholesterol low. Longevity because, you know, it's a hot summer day. You get out of your car, you're short of breath, you pass out. Maybe you had a heart attack, your kid's sitting in there. Maybe you wake up later, you don't pass, you don't die. Someone gets an ambulance, they don't realize your kid's in your car, that's off, and he gets left behind. Imagine you wake up in the emergency room, and you're like, oh shit, my kid. If you left your car on, they probably wouldn't walk away. They'd be like, this car's on. They'd see your kid's in there. So, you know, but we'll move away from that topic because we already talked about it, and uh, we could always talk about that more later. But you can look at that. There's a documentary on uh, this, like I said, Justin Harris situation. It was a documentary by Susan Morgan Cooper, and uh, yeah, Justin Ross Harris. So, uh, what's another thing we could talk about here? You know, current events. Hmm? What's current? Well, current events, man. So uh, I went to law school, you know, uh, and uh, when I was in law school, I studied the uh, the Constitution. So I have. I have a, uh, you know, I have an interest in, in the Constitution. I actually, I get very like, you know, I don't know if it's right to say I get goosebumps, but I go to the Constitution Center in in Philadelphia. I think it's great for me, at least, you know, because uh, I appreciate what the idea is of what the country is supposed to be and what we're trying to accomplish. Yes, we do fall short, uh, but that usually happens. You reach for the stars, you fall short. Hopefully, you keep reaching, you get higher each time you do better. You know, we're in a, in a rough time currently because it seems like sometimes some people think we're going moving forward and others think we're moving back. And, uh, you know, I have some people say, you know, we're dads, we're macho, we're men. We're not supposed to. It's, maybe it's not our place to talk about certain issues, but there's an issue I'll bring up here, you know, and it is the issue of, uh, of abortion. Roe v. Wade, you know? And I I think about this, this is not necessarily the most current event because it's something that was already done some time ago, but, you know, the Supreme Court basically overturned Roe v. Wade. And I don't agree, you know? I Listen, this is how I could best describe it. What the government does, there are rules and laws that are necessary for society to function, and then there are what we individually may agree is moral and correct. Those aren't always the same. You know. I may believe that infidelity is not a good thing, it's morally wrong, and then you know, you may turn around and someone else may say it should be criminalized. And I would say no. There's a difference. Um, and that's kind of how I view that issue. I think a lot of it is, you know, influenced by religion. I do believe in, you know, the separation of church and state, and I think that, unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. You know, we allow our, our religious beliefs to, to, to take, uh, to have an effect on, on our political view and what we think the government should do. But it's dangerous because let's say it does work out for you, and let's say this is your religious belief, and the government agrees that they're going to align themselves with that. You've just set a precedent that the government can align itself with the religion that's dominant at the time. History teaches us the lesson that the same religion isn't always dominant at a certain time there was a time where Catholicism didn't even exist. So what if, I don't know, what if 40 years from now, Catholicism or Christianity is not the dominant religion and you just set a precedent because of what you wanted that someone else's religious beliefs should be the basis for laws that govern you? Well, guess what, that could be flipped on you. So I think that so long as I could practice my religion and go to my church and hold my beliefs and raise my families with the morals that I hold, That's good enough for me. And that's as basic as I can get on why I don't agree with the decision because I could teach my child or my daughter if I have one one day, you know, we really don't want to do this. You try to use education, save sex, and if it happens, it happens, and you deal with it at the time, you know. But the reality is... uh, you know, it's it, that's it's more of a moral issue. It's something you deal with at home and people should have their own almost independence to deal with it amongst themselves and their loved ones. It shouldn't be, I don't think, the government telling them to do it. Um, that's how I, I kind of look at that. So, current events. That's, that's, that's a current issue. Uh, if I'm going to talk about it from like a constitutional perspective, you know, the Constitution has... A variety of ways to analyze a situation, the Supreme Court has done it in its decisions. you can read those. I will say this I believe it's the uh well i 'll say this first. I believe that certain laws should not be subject to a vote uh, well i shouldn't say laws rights right certain rights because there are certain things that a majority should never be able to dictate to a minority again, history has a wide range of examples of why that's bad, when a majority can decide what to do for everyone, including a minority. Some things should not be subject to a vote. And if you really think about that, I think that all reasonable reasonable minds would agree. Um, But the Constitution, uh, tell you right now, I think it's the Ninth Amendment of the Constitution that kind of addresses this. And it's, it's interesting that it's an amendment that's ignored. They don't really talk about it much, but it says, it says, the enumeration in the constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Basically, just because something is not specifically designated here, it doesn't mean that it's a right that a person has somehow given up. Like, people have rights, Just because it's not here, it doesn't mean they don't have that right. And so, you know, the right to your body and what you do with your body and the personal autonomy of your body and what you do with it at home. You know, there was a time where, you know, homosexual relations were were illegal in Texas. Listen, I like women. I wouldn't do that. But, you know, if two guys want to get it on in their own home, that's, that's their business. You know, that's their business as long as they're two adults and they're consenting. I mean, clearly, if they're not two adults, there's a problem, right? So we got laws for that. But that's, that's the, 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 the realm of high view, the, the basics. I mean, there's a lot more details to that. There's federalism, you know, which is something that gets involved in this analysis where one state can decide what it wants to do for its people, and the government shouldn't dictate what every state does that's what a lot of people that are kind of that, that, that are against abortion say. So like, for example, maybe Texas would say, hey, the majority of people in Texas believe that abortion should be illegal. So in this state, it's going to be illegal. And that's kind of the, the result of the decision the Supreme Court issued uh, where it overturned Roe v. Wade. You have some states where it's legal, others where it's not illegal. But I think that clearly creates a lot of problems. Uh, you have people having to travel now out of state, and things of that nature, so, um, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a current event, but anyway, uh, what else should we talk about here, Hartley, I mean, hello, yeah, we, we met doing, we, we our basic form of exercise that we, we met when we were doing was, it was running, right, we were, we were runners, we did a lot of running. We running, you know, so, yeah, running is, uh, Running is a great form of fitness. It's important, you know. They say that uh, it's it's something that if you're going to live a healthy lifestyle, you should do that. You should definitely run. There's a metric for it. I think it might be somewhere along the lines of running like uh, six miles total per week, at least. Um, usually, you want to run at least a mile at a time. You know, you got to do that. It it helps keep the body healthy. It helps keep you young. It helps keep your cognitive function uh, from basically degenerating. You know, it's um, so it's important, you know, and and one of the things I learned in running is, uh, you know, it's, it's this, uh, it's good training for the mind. You know, you, you, you heard of David Goggins? Yeah. Yeah, so David Goggins talks about that, you know, and a lot of what he did, not all of what he did, but a lot of what he did was based on running. And so you got to, like, he talks about, you know, callousing the mind and the spirit. Like, you got to toughen yourself up. And and running is symbolic of that. Like, you got to keep taking that next step. No matter how uncomfortable you feel, you feel tired, you, you do distance running. It's, it's really, it becomes almost a mental game, you know. Uh, you know, Muhammad Ali, I don't know if you heard this, he said that he does, he does sit-ups until it starts to burn, and that's when he starts counting. That's when his workout starts, only after it starts burning. There's a boxer, Timothy Bradley. He one time said he started running as far as he could, and I think Muhammad Ali talked about this too, until he felt like he couldn't run anymore, and then he knew he had to come back, and that's when his run started. And I'm not out here recommending that. That's kind of what I did. That is what I did. Um, but there is a mental toughness that comes with it. What I would recommend is that you, if you're going to do that, you build up to it. You have a workout program structured around it. You know, there's the thing they say. If you're going to run high volume, significant mileage, there's impact. There's significant impact on the body. You know, you're running on pavement. You're running on cement. So to prepare yourself for the impact, they say it's good you should be able to squat. I believe it's three times your body weight, actually. Um, so you know that's that's like a metric. If you're gonna if you're gonna run like heavy mileage, like we're talking like, I mean, probably somewhere around twenty miles at least a week. You probably should be able to squat three times your body weight. You know. I was running more than that. I think I was I was I was I was running at one point I was running like at least I was doing it was like six, six it was a, it was a ten K it was running a ten K every day. What is that? That's six point two miles times thirty, what is that? Like if it was it's assuming it's 30, 30, 30 days in the month. Yeah, it's 186 miles a month. So you know, if, if I can't squat three times my body weight, that was just the disaster waiting to happen. That's that's how you end up with, you know, uh, bulging disc, herniated disc, collapsed disc, and a fact fractured vertebrae. So and doctors telling you they can't operate you. So, but there, that's that's what happens. But it doesn't stop me. You You're know,
1: macho
0: dad. You're macho dad. We work around things here. We uh, we stabilize the body. We create. You know. Uh, muscle balance and we try to create stability by having strength in the muscles that surround the back and the core and I keep doing what I got to do. I did go for stem cells though. I went at bioaccelerator and uh, the experience was good over there. Um, You know, I can never know exactly what happened. Like, but I do think it helped, because I used to wake up in the morning, and it took me a while to like fully stand up straight, and I don't go really through that anymore. I'm not going to sit here and say I never have back discomfort or any sensation radiating down my leg, because I do from time to time, but it's definitely, I think, better than it was. So, who knows? Maybe I need more. Maybe I'll go back at some point. They were very nice over there. Yeah, they got a lot of big names that go over there, too, I think. Yeah, why not? We always got to try to be Superman, man. You got to always try to be better, stronger, faster, you know. Why not? Um, but, uh, yeah, why don't you tell the people about maybe some of the struggles you've had. I told them my struggles. What, what struggles have you had in your trifecta journey, physically, mentally? Maybe there's like a piece of advice you'd give somebody if they were doing something physically challenging. Maybe it's not exactly 104 trifectas, because you know, <laughs> it's not your 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 standard person that goes for something like that, but listen, we all have our we all have our 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 own challenges, so maybe there's something you could offer.
1: Well, what I gotta say is like I've learned that I could always go a little bit further than I think I can. It's mind over body. Um these races have taught me like it's just you got to read the signs. Sometimes you don't feel good, but you can still perform, and sometimes you feel great, then you fall apart. So it's more of like knowing your body and manage your expectations. Like if I'm not running as much mileage as you, I'm going to pace myself. I don't have that cardio. I might not run an ultra like you, 30-mile race, and just run a 15 just because I'm not there. And I feel like so many times I see people... Sign up for an ultra and they never even ran a 5K. You can't physically run a 5K, but you sign up for 30 miles. And sometimes I wonder, I mean like, you know, I feel like I wish I was their friend to say, hey, let's go run a 5K together. Let's do a 10K together. Let's get to 21K, then we do that. So over the years I just learned to just manage my expectation, but, but still push myself. Not like overdo it, because the easiest way for from what I've seen to mess up a training is to push too hard. I've been injured before because I was trying to be the best. I was just running every day, no breaks, because I want to be Superman. And yeah, that didn't work out.
0: You know, I think the important thing is if we're going to be Superman, don't look at it being Superman based on everyone's world. Be the Superman or your world. You know, Be the hero of your own story, right? So, because if we compare ourselves to others, there's always something else and you'll always be chasing and you'll overdo it and you'll get yourself banged up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I, still
1: trying. still learning.
0: Was, I was definitely a knucklehead, you know? You should have given me that advice, man. You should have <laughs> given me that you advice when you, you met me. I man, told man. you you crazy. Yeah, you know, I remember one of my friends back then, she said to me, you know, Giovanni, you need to respect your body. <laughs> and you know what my dumb ass said? my body hasn't earned my respect. (laughs) Yeah, well, my body told me to go fuck myself. That's what my body did. And uh, yeah, and I respect my body. And also now I really respect my humanity more than I'm a father. Because listen, I cannot throw out my back or do something stupid. I got to take care of my son. I got to, you know, I like looking at parenting as a practical thing. Again, things I say here aren't meant to judge people, but I find it interesting that people are so easily... Uh, accepting of the idea that they have to depend on somebody else to protect the things they love and cherish the most. For example, it's an example. Like, let's say my house went on fire while I was downstairs doing something. My family's upstairs, my son's upstairs. I can't go up the stairs because the stairs are, there's fire. But I want to get to my son. Can I climb? How many of you can climb? How many of you gone rock climbing? How many of you can do a pull-up? See, but it's funny. People will be like, well, I'm gonna wait for the firemen. I'm gonna wait for the police. Why are you gonna wait for someone else to protect the thing that you cherish the most? You should be in the position to do that. I encourage you to be in the position to do that. That's at least what I try to do. You know, that's why I train. I have that purpose. I wanna be ready. So if the time comes, I can do what I need to do to protect the things I cherish the most. Right now, that for me is my son. So if I got to climb, I'm going to climb. If I have to run, I'm going to run. If I have to swim, I'm going to swim. I'm going to do what I can to the best of my ability. And so, but yeah, you got to do it the smart way. You know, gradually, progression. We'll talk about that more because that's part of what we're going to talk about here. We're going to talk about training. We're going to talk about, you know, Biohacking, because I've I've kind of been a guinea pig for myself. I did the stem cells, you know. That's something that some people might be iffy about, you know. I've done those things. I've done the cold showers. I've I've done cryotherapy. I've done the NovaThor red light therapy. I've I've done a vari- a variation of modalities, you know. Um, done done it all. Trying always to to fine tune everything we got going on here, you know. Whether it's because I want to be macho, or I want to be a better, better dad, or I want to be a better papi, you know, because even that, I recently learned, I, yeah, I dropped, I, well, backtracking, I I mentioned squatting, I didn't say, you know, we'll talk about that more, but follow uh, Squat University, they're really good, you know, because squatting is not this simple thing. You have to find your proper form, and what's proper for you isn't necessarily proper for someone else. Never force a certain form or range of motion. Range of motion you gradually build up to and your form is what biomechanically your body is able to do. Uh, running, Richard Diaz, great, great coach. Uh, you know, I, I, I had the privilege of uh, taking one of his run clinics and meeting him. Very knowledgeable guy. But, uh, so, anyway, talking about the poppy part, right? Biohacking. You know, I recently learned that uh, that mouthwash is bad for, for the Johnson to put mouthwash down there. No, well, well why? <laughs> that's funny. You know, it's funny you said, why would you put mouthwash down there? Because your dumb friend over here actually did that once. But, listen, but that's not what I'm talking about. I am not talking about putting mouthwash down there. The mouthwash we put in our mouth is actually bad for our friend down there. You know, you another name I I tell you to check out, uh, Dr. Rachel Ross. She's, she's pretty informative. Um, but yeah, mouthwash. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, mouthwash. You take mouthwash, right? You have good bacteria in your mouth like you have bad bacteria. There's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria. That's for everything. That's why antibiotics are sometimes shitty because they kill all the bacteria. So, anyone who takes antibiotics, make sure you take uh, a probiotic. You know, you got to replenish the bacteria. Drink kefir too K E F I R, kefir. kefir. Um, I think the Lifeway kefir is good. Don't buy the kefir with added sugar. Just buy Lifeway, um, or anything that mirrors the ingredients that are in the Lifeway organic kefir. No sugar, but good good bacteria. Mouthwash kills all the bacteria in your mouth, the good and the bad. Your mouth and your nose actually are places where where your body produces, I think it's that we produce nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is the thing that helps us with our circulation and our blood flow, whether it's for exercise, running, or for other things, such as Mr. Johnson, or whatever you want to call him. I used to call mine the Lizard King. I had a variety of different names, but whatever you want to call it, you call it. Right now, it's the Lizard King. All right. uh, Yeah, mouthwash interesting stuff. Not good. Uh, Kills a good bacteria. Without the good bacteria, your body's not going to produce nitric oxide like it should. And if you're using good mouthwash every day and you're not a budding teenager or a 20-year-old in his prime, it's not going to help your situation. So, You may want to rethink your situation. Buy some fluoride-free toothpaste. You can you know kind of rinse your mouth with maybe honey manuka honey is good maybe dilute that with some lemon water or something or some tea and use that as a mouthwash because honey apparently has like a, a an antibacterial cleaning effect but it doesn't necessarily do what mouthwash does which is it kills all the bacteria including the good bacteria yeah some information you know um but yeah man and uh I don't know. What else can we talk about here? We, we said we're going to talk about biohacking. We don't have every topic here. Hopefully, we'll have some guests. You know, we'll maybe some. some coming on too. Yeah, we'll have some guests coming on. Uh, we'll get some good traffic here. Yep. But yeah, man.
1: Definitely, thanks for hanging out with
0: us. Yeah. You got, you know, we should, you got, you got a joke? You got a good joke to tell them before we go? No, why
1: don't you tell them?
0: All right, I'll tell him the joke. It's, it's a good joke that uh, I got from my, from, oh man, shit. I got two stepfathers now, so I guess my first stepfather, <laughs> TMI. Uh, so my first stepfather, he, he's, a, he's a clown. He had some, so it was always a vulgar joke to it, always yeah. vulgar, you know, but. Yeah, so he uh, he's, he, I'll say, he's had a couple, but I'm going to say this one. This is the one that I thought of right now. So you know the little rascals? All right, so he's like, uh, so you know, the Miss Crabtree, the uh, the teacher, she's she's doing a spelling test, but it's an oral spelling test, so she goes to the kids, I'm gonna go around the room and ask you to spell a word, and you're gonna spell it. If you spell it correctly, you get a good grade. If you don't spell it correctly, you don't get a good grade. It sounds like a cold-blooded thing, because they only get one shot, or whatever, it's a joke. So we'll just run with it, all right? So she goes to Alfalfa, she asks him to spell dictate, Spells it wrong, goes to Darla, asks him to spell dictate, spells it wrong. Goes to Spanky, asks him to spell dictate, spells it wrong. She gets the Buckwheat, she goes, Buckwheat, how do you spell dictate? He goes, D-I-C-T-A-T-E. And she's like, wow, that's really good. Now, can you put it in a sentence for me for extra credit? And he's like, yeah, I can. And she's like, well, go ahead. And he goes, my dictate good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's i uh, I'm glad you got a kick out of that one, Hartley. <laughs> Okay. So go. yeah, That's, uh, I got that from uh from from Danny. My yeah. my first stepdad. Yeah. But anyway, um how long I don't know how long we've been going for, my friend.
1: Been for a while,
0: man. Yeah. Well maybe we will you know, we we got we we got things we'll talk about in the future, you know, but this is just an introductory episode, you know, this yep. is who we are. And I think it'll be more interesting as, as we come along because we're, we're going to have some guests and we'll have different topics and, and we'll delve into things more specifically. And, you know, we'll also do challenges here. We'll do challenges. We'll let you know how we're uh, getting through them. You can follow me. My Instagram is macho dad poppy savage. Uh, each word is followed by an underscore. I don't really post much on there. I post some memes and shit on my live feed, but uh, I do post workouts. You know, I was doing, I did recently a squat program. Squats with Milk, I think is a great program. Very challenging mentally, believe it or not. Uh, That's a 20 rep squat program, but you could see that on there. I got all my old running stuff on there when I fashioned myself uh, an influencer. I don't really think I do that much anymore. I'm not posting every day with motivational quotes like I I used to, but uh, you know we all we all have our moments. Now we're now we're doing the podcast, so we'll see, we'll see where that where that takes us. But sure. but hopefully we got some good information here out to you today, or at least these, some good ideas. You can always, and I encourage everyone, you know, whether it's you hear it on a podcast or you see it on Facebook, you see it on the news, always do your independent research because you can't believe what you hear all the time, you know, you got to do your independent research, all right, and that is that, my friends, I will, uh, happy 4th of July, we'll talk about it, and America, fuck yeah, man, two-time world champions, let's go.